I'm not going to subject myself to staying in something that's not helping me grow anymore. If something's done helping me grow, I'm going to be done with that thing and move on to something else that fuels me and makes me feel inspired because that's the only way that I want to live is feeling inspired in spirit. Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hi, everyone. Tina here. Thank you for tuning in. I want to share with you something exciting before we get started. If you didn't know already, I'm a very techie person or I've become a very techie person and I love new apps and I love new gadgets on the phone. And my new favorite app is Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. I've heard about it quite a while ago, but never used it. And now I cannot stop. Voxer is a free app and I love it so much. It can be great one-on-one or in a group and it's a walkie-talkie type of app. And if you are not on Voxer, I'm telling you to check it out. It's a free app and the fantastic part about it is you can create groups and you can talk back and forth in real time. You can send documents. You can even do a text feature. And so I thought it would be interesting because so many weeks I reach out to you and I talk to the community, but I don't always get a chance to hear back. So I would love if you are interested in getting on Voxer. Again, it's a free app and you may even have it to Vox me and let me know what you thought of the last episode or maybe one of the last few episodes, perhaps something that stood out to you, maybe something inspirational. I would love to hear. So you can find me on Voxer. I'm under my name, Tina Conroy. I believe also my handle is T-C-O-N-R-O-T-216. So go ahead and reach out to me on Voxer. I want to share my guest today, and we had a lot of fun talking. We're both yoga teachers, we're both moms, women entrepreneurs, and we talked really about how sometimes we can get stuck, and it's okay to step outside of our spiritual box. And that is Crystal Gray. Crystal Gray is a yoga teacher, and she's been a yoga teacher since 2005. She has owned and sold a yoga studio, though she still teaches a couple classes locally. She leads retreats and yoga teacher trainings. Crystal is now building her business online, helping other yoga teachers do the same and find their voice in the classroom. Besides practicing and teaching yoga, she loves to cook healthy meals for her husband and daughter with food from her 20-acre organic vegetable farm in central Illinois. That's so great. We had such a great conversation. I am so enamored by the fact that she lives on a farm and literally feeds amazing food to amazing people. We had a fantastic conversation. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hey, Crystal. How are you doing today? I'm really well. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm doing really good. Good. I'm really glad to speak with you today. Thanks so much for taking the time to do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just love watching all the things that you do and bringing people together spiritually and collectively. So I can't wait to start this conversation. Yay. (laughs) So cool. So I always start out with bringing the listeners back to a little bit about you. And bringing them back to childhood or when you were a little girl, 
bringing up or brought up spiritually, religious. Would you mind sharing with the listeners? Sure. Yeah. So my mom was raised Catholic and then she decided to become Methodist. And so while I was growing up, I went to church pretty much every Sunday with her. I really liked the church and I liked the faith because they seemed a little bit more all-inclusive, or maybe that's just what I got from my mom. She was kind of shunned, I know, by the Catholic Church just because my father actually died, and then she remarried. And so anyway, I just felt a little bit more accepted, I guess, in the Methodist Church, which I liked because I've always had a really open mind. And I remember being in church and just sitting there and thinking, when I was maybe eight or nine. I was really young. And I just remember thinking there's more to the story and I want to know what it is. And so ever since then, I've really been searching for a long time. And I think that searching actually kind of got me into some trouble because I was searched in the wrong places for a long time. But I finally feel, I feel like I had to go through those things in order to really find what I was looking for. And so was the culture or the religion based on what part of the country did you grow up in? Yeah, I'm in the Midwest. So in central Illinois, about an hour and a half south of Chicago. And so as you grew up and you kind of were sitting in that church or in the community and you kind of felt like there was something more and it led you to different places, because now today you are very spiritual. You're an activist. You're a spiritual teacher. So was that one of the precipices to kind of do that for you? Or was there other things that happened in your life as you grew to kind of bring you to where you are today? Yeah, definitely. I guess I got a little bit older and I was always interested in religion. So I thought maybe that's where I should be looking. So I was looking into all these different religions and none of them really, I felt like parts of them resonated with me, but it wasn't ever the whole picture in my mind. I don't feel like we can ever know everything. Whenever I do hear people say that they know it all, I kind of tend to run the other way because I think that we should always keep an open mind, no matter how long we've been studying. But once I found yoga, that's what really started to open everything up for me and helped me to realize that it was all within me. That's whenever the changes really started happening and things started really coming together for me. Another instance I remember, whenever this started to click, I remember one of the first spiritual books that I read that really resonated with me was um, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And that one just kind of blew my mind. And from there, things really started snowballing. I can absolutely agree with you. And I feel the same way. And I love what you said before. And I was just speaking about this to someone that you mentioned that if someone says they have it all together, run the other way. That's absolutely true. Because I think now where you and I are, and we're teachers and we're facilitators, but we're also in the same space. So we hold the space, but we're also always learning and growing and healing. You're absolutely right. Because I had someone come to me and they went to a healer or something like that. And that person was saying, they're the best, they can do this. And I'm like, uh, you might want to run away from that. It's a little interesting. We can get into so many different topics. And I love that you have created you know, a sustainable life. And you're also living the life, which I think is always so interesting because you're being authentic, right? So it's not just about what it looks like on the outside, but it's all of that. Tell us a little bit about 
how you share your passion. And I know that one of your passions right now is, is your 20 acre farm. So that's a big part of your life. And so I'm sure people would love to hear about that. Yeah, sure. I'm actually really excited because we work with a chef and he works up in Chicago. And uh, I just learned today that he fed Jack Johnson a lot of our vegetables and he loved our salad mix. So I just shared that everywhere on Facebook. I was so excited because I love Jack Johnson's music and anybody who really spreads that message of love and light. And so I was really excited that we fueled him for his show and to share that love with Chicago. But anyway, I just had to share that because I'm really excited. Along our path, whenever I really got into yoga, I started learning a lot more about vegetarianism and things like that. And once I started studying about that, I felt like my eyes got open to a lot of things. I'm like, okay, if we didn't know any of this about this industry, what else don't we know? So that was really a catalyst to start. It was like the wool was pulled, you know, out from over our eyes. And it was a catalyst for change for sure. And I was living with my husband up near Chicago and he was senior software engineer for Motorola and making really good money. But, you know, we weren't really feeling satisfied. You know, I was kind of bouncing around trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was going to school for psychology and for nutrition and all these different things. And nothing really called to me until I started going to yoga. And, and as soon as I started going to yoga, I pretty much decided right after my first few classes, yep, this is what I want to do. I mean, a lot of it, yes, I was naturally really good at all of the poses, but I definitely know now that that really has nothing to do with it. At that time in my life, I was young and, you know, it kept me coming back to my mat. I feel like there's definitely good qualities in all different types of yoga. I feel like in the yoga community, a lot of people can get kind of snobby. Well, this type of yoga is the real yoga or that's not real yoga. That's just fitness. But you know, it meets people where they are. And if it helps people get a deeper connection to their body and their mind and their spirit, then I'm all for any type of yoga. (laughs) After I got trained in yoga, got certified in 2006, we decided that we wanted to learn how to become organic vegetable farmers. We both grew up on farms here in central Illinois. It was conventional corn and soybean farms. So we knew that we didn't really want to do that. That wasn't really a fit for us at that time, but we knew that we wanted to do something in our own way. And since we had recently went vegan, we really felt strongly about saving the environment and doing our part. And so we interned for a year, which I recommend to anybody, if anybody ever wants to start a farm or some sort of really intense business is to intern so that you can really learn how it's done. We've had a lot of people come to us with questions on how to do farming and they really need to experience it first. That's the best way to learn how to do anything is to practice with an experienced teacher first or a mentor. And so we did that for a year and then we started our own farm And we were really close to getting certified. We'd gone for three years and then we moved into the house that my husband grew up in. And so we bought this house from his parents and that afforded us a lot more access to a lot more acreage. So at our old farmhouse, we only had access to maybe eight acres in total. And so now we have really as many acres as we need. We have the room to grow. So we're in our 10th year this year and We finally really hit our stride this year. Like I said, we're, you know, working with chefs in Chicago and this co-op that we sell to that serves the 
restaurants said, the main problem with our stuff is that it's just too good. (laughs) And so, you know, it's like, well, that's what happens after 10 years and being super serious about everything. My husband's got spreadsheets galore and he really does work hard and he loves what he does. And on the side, he also works, you know, 20 to 30 hours a week, still doing that software engineering stuff so that we can afford to pay our employees, you know, a reasonable amount for the hard work that they do. So it really is a balancing act, you know, and after we had our daughter, I decided I love living on a farm, but not everybody's cut out for 12 hours of manual labor a day. And definitely not me. It's just, I mean, I like to do it a little bit, but that's it. And so I decided to open up a yoga studio, which I did in the the nearest kind of big town called Kankakee. And I owned and operated that for three years and sold that last October. Now at the end of this month, I decided that I'm going to take a sabbatical from teaching daily classes because I've been teaching for 12 years. You know, after a while doing the same thing can get a little bit draining and I want to make sure that I'm really giving my students my all. And so I'm kind of taking a step back from studio life. Maybe I'll do workshops, taking a step back from teacher trainings and focusing on my online business, which I really feel gives me energy rather than depleting me since it's a new thing. Yeah. And you know what? I love that because it sounds as you're telling us your journey, you're talking about how the things have fueled you, where there's been times where it's not fueled you, where there's been passions. And that's exactly the theme that has created my podcast. Because when I work with women, it's all about finding that passion or if everyone has the passion, I would say majority do. And then it's just cultivating and listening to it. And when you listen to it, then that's that inner voice. And then that's that intuition. And when you don't feel fueled or you don't feel inspired or, and just what you said, it's really interesting because I'm still teaching in a studio in a wellness center. And I teach in one place right now. And I teach... I would say on a regular basis of a week, I teach about 11 classes a week. Wow. I have been, and that's, that's actually low. I know Crystal. That's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. But, and I definitely know that I have been guided and I have to listen to my intuition that it is time to move away from some of the yoga. I don't think completely, but definitely a big chunk. Spirit is pushing me more in the direction of intuitive work and mediumship work. And as I work with more people and online kind of work in a different capacity. And so it's so interesting because as I tune in and as you tune in, we are tuning into that vibration that's within us. And that's what makes life so rich and so wonderful. And that's what I want to share with everyone. It's not about what we do, but it's like listening. And then when you can listen, I hate to say that it feels like magic, but there's this feeling that totally doesn't it? I love magic and there needs to be more magic in our lives. I always joke, but like, I'm one of these, like, I love Harry Potter and all that. And that part is like really, it's these miracles, it's this magic. And it's like, why not? For sure. When my daughter was little, she's 19 now, she had this beautiful fairy book and it had little pockets where you could leave notes for the fairies. And we would literally leave notes and we would put them outside in our backyard and you know under moss and under rocks. It's like, I wanted to click my heels and say, I believe, I believe, I believe in the fairies. You know, I do believe in the fairies. Well, I recently learned that one of my spirit guides is a fairy. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times 
we get stuck thinking just because something fueled us and was our passion at one point in our life, we don't always have to keep doing that. You know, I had someone say to me that it's kind of looks, you know, like I could be flaky because I move from one thing to another, but that's because I'm not going to subject myself to staying in something that's not helping me grow anymore. If something's done helping me grow, I'm going to be done with that thing and move on to something else that fuels me and makes me feel inspired because that's the only way that I want to live is feeling inspired in spirit. Otherwise, what is life for? You wake up, you work, you do your to-do list, and then you go to bed. And that's really one of the biggest things that I want to help women, especially is to just like all those things you said, listen to their intuition so that they can live their passions and continue to do those things that inspire them. Even if it wasn't something that fueled them before, it might be something that fuels them now. And it's okay to move on from those things and to not have to identify yourself so much. I think that's the hardest thing with letting go of teaching yoga at a studio. That's been my identity for 12 years you know, and that's been my identity that I've been building online and everything. And so it is a little bit scary to step away from that mask that we have and to open ourselves up to new possibilities. I completely agree. And I think that what you said is so true to be able to make the switch and to not feel so you have to do this and you can't switch and you can't change. And what's working for you now may not be working for you another time. And it's okay. So a lot of the clients I know you work with are women. When they come to you or when people find you, what would you say their main complaint is or what they're trying to work on? I'd say that most of them feel like they've lost their sense of self. A lot of them do have families or just other people that they take care of. And I think just women in general, especially around my age, I'm 36. And I think after their kids start to get a little bit older, it's like, oh, well, who am I now that I'm not just a mom? What makes me me? I'd say that that's the biggest thing. Or maybe they are a little bit lost on their path. Maybe they feel stuck in something and they're not being fueled by that thing anymore. So a lot of times people are trying to find their passion or if they found it, they're trying to then figure out what are their next steps and to have a supportive community so that they feel supported in taking those steps. And so do you see people in person? Do you connect? I know you have a large community online, which I want to speak about as well. Yeah. So I don't see anybody in person because I'm really trying to focus on my home base and be here more for my daughter. She's seven. And so she's starting to be in a lot more things. And I want to be able to bring her to all these things. And I want to be able to cook healthy food for my family and just kind of bringing it back to the basics that I think are important and that nourish me and make me happy on a really deep level. I want to have time for my own yoga practice. That's like one of the biggest things. And for my own spiritual practice, by bringing it back to home and doing it online, I'm able to connect with people all over the planet, especially for those people that don't feel like they have that supportive group near to them, which a lot of people don't, because how can they talk about crystals and fairies or, you know, their <laughs> angels or spirit guides or whatever. I want to have a community where, Hey, you can talk about the craziest stuff that you believe in, go ahead and throw it out there. And this is a place that will, you know, accept it. We might not believe it, but we'll accept it and accept that you believe it. And it's a safe place for things like that. 
I think that's so important. I too have a group. And so again, we talk about many different things that may not be talked about or spoken about kind of outside the group. And sometimes it's just the day-to-day stuff, you know, just day-to-day mom stuff or day-to-day entrepreneur women stuff or anything, but also spiritual stuff such as fairies and angels. I talk a lot about the angels. I talk a lot about spirit guides. And I agree. I think that to use the venue and to use the opportunity to reach so many people. But at the same time, you're able to be home. And like you said, be able to raise your daughter the way you want and have the lifestyle that you want. So, and you're reaching so many more people. It's just amazing all the work that you're doing. And I know we'll continue to do and grow and flourish. Yeah. And, you know, I've never been one of those people that, you know, oh, well, you can't have a a thriving business and online and have a kid and have a organic farm. You can't do all these things. And I've always been like, you know what, I'm going to shape my life to look exactly how I want it to be. And I'm going to do it and I'm going to prove it that it can be done. And then I'm going to help other people do the same. To me, it seems like no big deal. But I know a lot of people that aren't as far or haven't taken those steps yet can see that we've, yeah, we've kind of left the comfort. We started a farm. We've done these hard things because we knew that we could do it. And so I hope that that inspires other people to know, you know, I'm not saying, Hey, quit your job right now and just go out and try to do it. No, but let's figure out the steps that you need to take to make your life start to resemble what you really want it to look like. And don't let anybody else tell you, you can't do it. And that's where the magic stuff comes in. Once you start believing it and once you start really connecting to source on a daily basis, those things start to happen and it really does seem like magic. I love that. So before we kind of get into your groups and your academies and your collectives, a single woman wants to reach out to you and she's working on an issue of hers or all the things that we spoke about. Do you take her on as a client or is it more group-based? Like, do you take her on and work with her one-on-one, even if she's in another state or country? Or is she part of the community and that's how she grows within the community? It's really a collaborative effort, you know? I mean, maybe down the road, I'll do more one-to-one things. But just for right now, I really feel like this is going to nourish me the most. I can still help people, But yet I still have time for all of my things like I just listed that are so important to me getting back to those roots. The main thing is that she would be in the collective, the free Facebook group. From there, she can really watch what's going on. A lot of times I think people get in the group and stay in the background for a little bit and see what things we're offering. And then once they get brave, they'll start commenting on some of the posts and then really just start learning from there. And the community is so great because it's really thriving. It doesn't usually people post things and then nobody comments on it. If somebody posts something, there's usually three to five people at least that comment on it and can offer support from their point of view. And I think it's a place where I want to empower women that, Hey, your point of view matters. Start to build up that self-confidence and that self-esteem. Tell us the difference between the two. So you have the, because I want people to really be able to have a lot of listeners. Most of my demographic is women and they're seeking connection, community, spirituality, all the things that you teach and inspire. So just tell us a little bit that particular one, the free Facebook group. And then I know you also have a paid group. So just so we can differentiate both of them. So the first one, the free group that everybody can join is called the Yoga Goddess Collective. 
So they can just search for that. And then the academy is the paid group. So that's called the Yoga Goddess Academy. So we also have a business page where they can kind of keep up to date on when the next academy starts and things like that. So that's called Yoga Goddess Academy. That's the business page. Now, once they would sign up to be a member of the academy, then they would be directed to a membership site as well as another Facebook group. It's kind of like a forum, you know, where they can be a little bit more open than they would be in the collective, really get a little bit deeper into their personal issues because it'll be a little bit of a smaller group. There's close to a thousand people in the free group now, which I'm really excited about. In the paid group, it's going to be a lot more intimate. The next round of the Yoga Goddess Academy begins on July 31st of 2017. That's a three-month program where every two weeks about we go through a different chakra and we have eight different goddess leaders that really give their practices and how they work with different issues that might present themselves with the different chakras. So somebody might come into the group thinking, you know what, I really, yoga is going to change my life. This is, I really need to be in this group because I need yoga. And then they might realize, oh. I actually really want to work with the medium that's in the group and really start to build my intuitive abilities. Or maybe, hey, I really want to focus on crystals and they might be totally drawn to something else. So the amazing thing about all the goddess leaders that I brought together is that it's really a place of true collaboration. I'm not scared to bring people in the group that think that they want to do yoga, but hey, decide that they want to study crystals or dream interpretation or writing meditations because I want everybody to grow as much as possible. And if that's not with me, that's truly fine with me. I just want to help them find their spiritual path and make the world a better place and make huge shifts happen in the world. And that's going to happen by really letting everybody's intuition lead them into the path that they need to be on right now at this moment. I really love that because you're right. Sometimes we come seeking one thing. We come in thinking it's going to be yoga and it takes a different turn in our focus. Maybe not completely different turn, but then, wow, I really want to learn about crystal energy or I want to deepen my meditation skills or journaling and, you know, so many visioning. And I love that you do. You bring in other goddesses, as you say, other teachers to this collective so that they can learn from them. And it's true. We don't, and it's kind of what you just said before, how we change our path. And, you know, you and I have changed many times over the years and how we've taught or what we've done. I know for me, it's been other things as well. And it's okay to change. And, you know, we had spoken offline about stepping outside of your spiritual box, because I think sometimes what happens is we know that we're just going to go and study this or just do that. And then you know, it doesn't have to be that. We can try new things. We can experiment new things. And again, it's like magic. How wonderful we can experience. You know, I've had people say to me like, well, the crystals really work <laughs> or it's okay. It, you know, there are everybody for everything. It's okay. And when the time is right, the teacher will show up. So I love that, that you're bringing everybody together and you're also bringing together various people with various personalities and very different teaching skills and different modalities, which I love. It reminds me of like an online virtual center. Interestingly enough for me, our center is, it's now called a center for wellness. We are 
working towards having similar things. Probably we are just bought out by a hospital. So it's a little interesting. I don't know how that will go because there's a lot of variations, but they're opening up to Reiki, acupuncture, yoga, yoga for cardiac, yoga for cancer. We have fertility yoga, many, many different chair yoga. And then there's reflexology. I do intuitive reading, spiritual counseling. So we're bridging the gap. So it's a, it's a little bit different, but here you are doing it on this massive level and bringing people in. So I love that. Again, they are the one Facebook is searchable and I guess they need to be invited in for the free. And the other one, they can find you where? Through your website or? I would just go to the business page for right now. We're working on getting the website up again. It's kind of getting revamped right now, but it will be eventually yogagoddessacademy.com. But for now, the business page or the free group, the collective, those are great places to stay in touch for sure. Great. I love it. I love it. We're going to come upon my question, which I ask everybody, even though we've kind of touched upon a lot of it today, is what does intuition mean to you? Intuition means to me, you know, I've, I've really been following it, like I said, is not getting stuck in that box of what defines you and just trusting that, you know, if you're interested in something else, that there's a reason for it, just to follow that. And I feel like you'll know if you're listening to your intuition because you will feel inspired. You'll feel excited to work on these things. You'll be ready to get up out of bed in the morning instead of just dragging yourself through your day. So I feel like that's how you really know that you're listening to your intuition is you just feel inspired and excited about life. Can you share a time when you listen to this voice? Yeah, definitely. I would say with selling the studio, because someone suggested that to me, like, well, you should just open a yoga studio. I'm like, eh, no, it's not really my thing. And because I knew I wanted to have a broader voice, I wanted to reach more people. And so that is kind of what happened was with a studio, there's so many details. And unless you can afford to hire somebody else to do that for you, which you can't usually, <laughs> I'm not gonna say never say never, there's definitely ways to be profitable. I just, it just didn't pan out for me, the energy I was putting in, I, you know, I wanted to receive more from it. Once I felt like it was draining me, once you feel drained, it's a good sign, you know what, you need to move on. That's what I did. With the online things, it's really taken a lot of different shapes. You know, I started with yoga diet detox and because I knew detox was a hot word and I was interested in detoxing myself because I'm also a health coach. And then I'm also, you know, have all these vegetables at my fingertips. And then I was like, you know, this just isn't resonating with me. And it's really more about listening to what your tribe is saying and getting really and deeply connected to them instead of offering what you think they want you to offer. And so I really listened to my intuition on that and just let it guide me and not get discouraged with all of these different things I was offering. And no, that's not really feeding my soul. Okay, well, I'm going to try this. Okay, well, and then things just started to pick up momentum. I noticed that, yes, they were working, but not completely. So then I would change it a little bit. And then I decided, you know, I listened to my intuition and said, you know, I'm going to be a lot stronger if I can collaborate with other women, because I've always loved to network and to collaborate and to have a community where we can lift each other up instead of stepping on each other to get to the top. And so again, was just listening to my intuition and the path starts to get unfolded for you a little bit more and things start to work more and you can get into the flow 
and you'll have a lot more ease. That's another sign, I think, of working with your intuition is things will happen with more ease instead of struggle or fighting against the current. I love that. And I I agree with everything you said. And absolutely that we work together, we collaborate together, we create community together, also advocate for each other. How important in this beautiful time that we're in, that we can come together as women and you are able to hold the space. It's so beautiful. And we're so glad that you listen to your voice because now people have a place to go, a place to come together, to share and to be their authentic self. So how beautiful that you listen to that voice and you'll continue to listen to that voice and touch so many people. So thank you for all that you do. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for all you do. Oh, thank you. So once again, where can people find you? Just lead them. And if you have any upcoming, well, you did mention that it's going to start again, but any upcoming workshops and the Facebook group just one more time, and I'll put everything in our show notes for all the listeners. They can go to the yogagoddessacademy.com. That'll be up really soon. So you can go ahead and put that in the show notes. The free group is Yoga Goddess Collective. Yeah, we've got a couple things coming up. The next round of the Yoga Goddess Academy, that's a three-month program moving through the chakras and different spiritual practices like yoga, writing meditation, dream work, voice therapy, working really intensely with your throat chakra and finding your authentic voice, working intensely with the solar plexus chakra, finding your confidence in your personal power, working really intensely with the sacral chakra and getting in touch with your feminine divine. That begins July 31st. And then we also have a different goddesses. There's two goddesses in Australia. So the five goddesses that we have here in the United States and Canada will be leading a retreat in October here in the Midwest that'll be held at a really amazing mansion about 30 minutes from where I live. And it's going to be really awesome. That will be up on the website as well. Those are pretty much the things that are coming up. We'll also have a subscription box, which I'm super excited about. I'm collaborating with another brand and we're coming up with a yoga goddess box. So even if people aren't going to be in the academy in this round, they can always feel kind of connected a little bit more closely to the academy and the collective by having this subscription box, which will be filled with crystals and sage and essential oils, all these different things to really help guide people through their spiritual practices. Nice. Now, when you say a box, is it actually like something you get or a subscription? Yes. To, wow, I love it's that. It's a subscription box so that people can actually have something that they can put on their altar um, and change out maybe with the seasons. It'll be three months at a time. So the um, Yoga Goddess Academy runs August, September, October. And so they'll get a box each month. If they subscribe to the box, they'll get a box each month so that they don't have to go out and hunt for all these different things. They'll have them in the box but it's open to everybody. So anybody can subscribe to this box and kind of feel like they're part of the community, even if they don't do the academy. I love that because I get that a lot. I get a lot of clients that will say, oh, I'm looking for a crystal. I'm looking for sage or I'm looking for, and I'm giving them little mom and pop stores, which are great around and you have to go here and you have to go here and you have to go here. But I am definitely going to dig that. And I'm going to check that out because I have a lot of women that would love that. So I'm going to share that and we'll definitely speak offline on that because a lot of people are looking for these things and they're not really sure where to go. And so that would be awesome. So, and as a small business owner, uh, you know, two small businesses, I really want to help other small businesses succeed as well, because I feel like a lot of times in social media and when you're trying to reach out with certain people, 
they won't give you the time of day unless you have a certain amount of followers or things like that. And that really is kind of aggravates me. I mean, I can understand why it happens, but I really want to help everybody succeed. If their passion is there and they've got all their stuff together, I'm definitely want to help them out. I completely agree. Well, thank you, Crystal. This has been amazing. And I know we could talk forever about many, many (laughs) things. So thank you for doing all the work and sharing your work and listening to that voice. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Namaste. 